Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. It is always a joy to come into your homes each week, and we know that God has good things in store for you, so we come with good news, and we just believe that today you're going to be changed as you listen. If you're ever in our area, I hope you'll stop by. I give you a personal invitation. I say it often, but these are the finest people in all of Houston. We'll make you feel right at home. So come by and see us. We'd love to have you, but thanks for tuning in today. I like to get started each week with something funny, so see what you think of this one. A young man received a parrot as a gift, but the parrot had an extremely cantankerous attitude, and every word out of his mouth was rude and obnoxious. The young man got so fed up with it one day, he grabbed the bird and put him in the freezer, hoping to teach him a lesson. The parrot squawked and kicked and screamed, but then suddenly fell silent. Fearing he had hurt him, he quickly opened the door. The parrot stepped out and said, I believe I may have offended you. I'm seriously remorseful and promise to never to behave that way again. And by the way, the parrot continued, may I ask what the turkey did? (laughs) Hold your Bibles up and say it like you mean it. Ready? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I am about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. God bless you. You sound great as usual. I want to talk to you today about one of the greatest enemies that we will ever face, and that is procrastination. How many people, you moan like the other services. How many people know in their heart what they should do? Down in here, they know what's right, and they have good intentions, but they just keep putting it off and putting it off. And the interesting thing about procrastination is it's so easy to justify. We think, one day I'm going to do that, so I'm not really being disobedient. Joel, one day I'm going to get serious about my relationship with God, just not right now. Or one day I'm going to get back in shape. One day, I'm going to get my finances in order. Or one day, I'm going to forgive that person that hurt me. No, the problem with that is most of the time, one day never comes. We never get around to it. We're always making some other excuse. And I've discovered that if the enemy can't get us to be outright disobedient, his next plan of attack is to simply deceive us into putting it off. Where we know what we should do. God, I'm planning to do it, just not right now. I'm planning to tithe my income as soon as my finances get better. I'm planning to serve in the children's ministry as soon as it slows down at my office. What we're saying is, I have good intentions. I'm planning on being obedient, so that's not so bad. But no, good intentions don't equal obedience. And really, delayed obedience is not even obedience. And when God is speaking to your heart, when your conscience is talking to you down in here, Maybe about changing your attitude or apologizing to that loved one, treating somebody better, yet you keep putting it off and putting it off. All that's going to do is steal your joy and keep you from God's very best. And I want to challenge you today to be a now person. Start doing what God has put in your heart right now. 
Don't just be obedient. Be extremely obedient. Be prompt to obey. And you've got to learn to listen to your conscience. God speaks to us right down in here. And some of you go to bed practically every night with a guilty conscience. You can hardly even sleep. And it's because you're putting off what you know you should be doing. And when we procrastinate, it makes us feel bad about ourselves. It condemns us. You go in the house, see that dirty laundry room that you've been meaning to clean for two months, and you've got a sink full of dishes, and your garage is a big mess. Every time you go in there, it's going to depress you. You're going to think, man, what is wrong with me? I'm never going to get this place cleaned up. I'm so lazy, I might as well just go in and sit down and watch some more TV. <laughs> That's a negative cycle, and it's going to continue unless you put your foot down and say, you know what? I'm going to get my house in order. I'm going to make some changes today. No more procrastinating for me. I'm going to get this place cleaned up if it's the last thing I do. See, stop putting off what you know you should do. It is less painful to dig your heels in and do it than it is to go day after day, week after week, guilty and condemned because you're not doing what you should do. You're going against your conscience. And some of you today are living kind of frustrated because you've got about 25 unfinished projects around the house. You've got one room half painted and the yard needs to be weeded and you hadn't balanced your checkbook in six months. Your middle name could be procrastination. Ushers, you better lock the doors. <laughs> Three people have already left. Three more wanted to leave, but they keep putting it off. <laughs> but seriously, God's been dealing with some of you about getting out of debt, about controlling your spending, not being so quick to use those credit cards, but you keep falling into that trap. Yes, one day I'm going to make those changes. One day I know I've got to get that in order, but let me just run up to the mall one more time. <laughs> no, the scripture says if you know the right thing to do, but you're not doing it, then that's sin. Well, you say, Joel, you mean it's a sin for me to spend too much money? Listen carefully, Victoria. <laughs> if you know in your heart it's not right, and you're going against your conscience, and down in here it's telling you, what am I doing? I'm out of control. Why do I keep spending this money? But if you just keep doing that, then yes, that's being disobedient. And when we are disobedient, we're not going to have God's blessings. And I don't know what areas you may be tempted to procrastinate in today. Some of you may not think you have any area, but really I believe we all have things that we can obey more quickly in. And I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm just asking you to search your heart today. Are there people in your life you know you need to forgive, but you just keep putting it off? Are you putting off spending time with your family? Or are you putting off taking steps to live a healthier life? Some of you know you need to get on an exercise program. You know deep down in here you need to take care of this temple God has given you. You need to get in shape. You're saying, Joel, yeah, that's right, that's me. And sure enough, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start this summer as soon as the kids get out of school. No, that's delayed obedience. That's not God's best. Or you may be thinking, I know I need to eat healthier. I know I eat too much junk food. I know I drink too many sodas. And yes, I'm going to make changes, but some other time. Or I can hear you saying, Joel, you hit the nail on the head. I know i got to do something with my finances. I know I need to balance my checkbook. And so, by golly, next month or two, I'm going to sit down and do it. No, don't put that off. Do you know the longer we put things off, the harder it's going to be to do? The other day, one of our children spilled something on the carpet. So I went and got the carpet cleaner, the stain remover. And as I was reading the directions, I found something kind of interesting. It said that I needed to get to that spot as quickly as possible, 
to not let it dry, not let it soak in, but I had to put that solution on it immediately. In other words, it was saying the quicker you deal with it, the easier it's going to be to remove. And really, I believe it's the same way in our lives. When God brings something to light, an area that you need to change, something that you need to make right, that's when you need to take action. Not next week when you feel like it, or not next month when your circumstances are better. No, do it right then. That's when you're going to have the anointing to do it. And some of you, you may have a person in your life right now that you know down in here you need to forgive, and God's been dealing with you about it again and again. But you just think, man, I can't do that. They hurt me too bad. It wasn't fair. But the longer you put it off, the more difficult it's going to be. And if you just take that step of faith and even release it right now, God will give you the grace you need. And you'll be amazed at how you'll begin to get your joy and victory back. I remember growing up, we knew this Methodist minister, and his hands were all crippled up with arthritis. It was a very sad situation. He couldn't drive anymore. He could barely even get himself dressed in the morning. But one day he heard my father speaking on forgiveness and the importance of letting go of the past. And he told how for years he had held on to this bitterness on the inside toward these people that had done him wrong when he was just a young man. And he knew he needed to forgive. He knew it was the right thing, but he just chose not to do it. And it's funny, I meet a lot of people like that today. They know they should let go of the past. Or they know they should change their attitude. They know they need to forgive, but they're just making the choice for some reason not to do it. Well, this man, when he heard my father, that really convicted his heart. And he made a decision right then and there that he was going to stop putting it off and he was just going to do what he knew he should do and just let it go. He said, God, I just forgive him right now. I release that to you. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. And he said the most amazing thing began to happen. His crippled hands began to open up. Week after week, one finger would get better, and the next week, this finger was normal. And as time went on, his hands eventually just were totally and completely normal. He can use them just like you and I could today. The point I'm making is when we go against what we know is right, we hold on to bitterness, unforgiveness, anger. All we're doing is opening up the door to sickness and disease. And I believe some of you would see your whole situation turn around if you just do what you know down in here you're supposed to do whether it's apologize to somebody or not live so stressed out or treat a person better, whatever it is, I believe you know down in here. Listen to your conscience. You may be here today and you need to start dealing with some issues, start confronting some people in your life. Maybe there's a person that's always trying to control you and manipulate you. And you know down in here it's not right, but you're letting it go on month after month and it's stealing your joy you're not happy, it's dragging you down, but you're thinking, you know what, Joel, it's just not worth it. I don't even want to deal with the headache. But no, the longer you put it off, the more difficult it's going to be. And if you'll just take that step of faith in God's timing, He'll give you the supernatural strength that you need. Well, you say, Joel, how do I know when it's really God's timing? It's God's timing when He's dealing with you about it, when it's coming up on the inside. And I believe even right now, God is bringing areas to light, maybe something you've been pushing down. Maybe an area you need to change, something you've been putting off. And I'm asking you to start being willing to do something about it. Stop putting off the apologies you need to make. Stop putting off the little jobs around the home and the office that need to be done. And don't procrastinate when it comes to your health and taking care of the body that God's given you. I have a friend that we used to play basketball quite a bit. And several years ago, he was telling me how for month after month, Something down in here kept saying to him, go get a checkup. 
And here he was as healthy as can be, not a problem in the world. But still, he said down in here, he knew he should go visit a doctor and get a checkup. In the natural, though, didn't seem like any reason to do it. Life was good. You know how it is when you're healthy. Last thing you do is think about going to the doctor. And he told how he just kept pushing it down month after month. But he would go to bed at night almost feeling condemned because he knew down in here he should go get that checkup. Well, to make a long story short, unfortunately, one day his health started going downhill. He lost a bunch of weight. We didn't see him up at the gym for some time. And when he finally returned, we learned how he had been diagnosed with a very serious illness. And of course, we're praying for him. We're believing it's going to change. But he told me something so interesting. He said, Joel, when I went to see the doctor, the first thing he said to me was, man, I wish you'd have got here several years ago. We would have had so much better of a chance to deal with this. See, he knew in his heart what he should do. God was speaking to him right down in here. He just chose not to do it. And I don't say that to bring fear of any kind. I'm simply saying, when we know what's right, but we just keep putting it off, we're always going to miss out on God's best. And yes, I believe in healing. Yes, I know God can take care of us. But I know also God expects us to do our part. And I consider myself very healthy. I'm a young man, but do you know every two years I go and I have a full physical. That's what I feel good about. I'm not telling you to do it, but I know when I don't do it, I feel uneasy on the inside. My conscience is not clear. Something down in here says, Joel, that's not right. You need to take that precaution. And I don't do it just for myself. I do it for my wife. I do it for my children. And understand, I don't like doing it. There are a thousand things I'd rather be doing, but I know when I don't do it, like I said, there's an unrest on the inside. Well, you said, Joel, I thought you were a man of faith. I thought you believed in healing. Yes, I believe in healing, but I also believe that if we'll take care of ourselves, we may not need to be healed. And I would rather live a healthy lifestyle than to have to try to get healed all the time. And even though I know that God can take care of us, I know also that God has given us all common sense. And the truth is, God uses doctors, He uses medicines, He uses some of these new techniques to either prevent an illness or to begin that healing process. And you know, practically every doctor will tell you, if you catch something early on, it's a whole lot easier to deal with it than if you let it go for year after year. And especially you ladies, you know how important it is to have that regular checkup. And you may be busy. There may be a lot going on in your life, but you need to make that a priority. What I'm saying to you today is quit putting off what you know in your heart is the right thing to do. Some of you are always putting off spending time with your family. You're so busy, you work all the time. Your attitude is, one day I'm going to slow down and enjoy these children that God has given me. Or one day I'm going to take that trip and go visit my parents who are getting up there in age. One day I'm going to call that loved one that I've really been thinking about. No, stop putting that off. Take time for the people you love. You don't really know how long they're going to be there. I know even with my father, we never dreamed that he was going to go so quickly. But I thank God that I spent time with him. I can honestly say that I don't have any regrets, but don't put that stuff off. I know one time a man came up to me in the front lobby and he was just sobbing. He was probably in his early 50s and somehow he had gotten at odds with his parents. They had done something that had offended him, and so for several years, he wouldn't have anything to do with them. He was holding on to that unforgiveness, harboring that bitterness on the inside. And he said something down in here told him it wasn't right. He knew on the inside he should just let it go, 
be the bigger person, forgive them, overlook their faults. But no, he wouldn't do it. He was hard-headed, and his attitude was, one day I'll make things right, but right now I'm going to show them. Well, unfortunately, one day never came. His father had a massive stroke, and instantly he was gone, and now he was sobbing. He was having to deal with all the guilt and shame. You can imagine if he had to do it again, he wouldn't have put it off. He wouldn't have been so hard-headed. And we have to understand, when people do us wrong, God expects us to be the bigger person. God expects us to be the ones to let it go. And you've got to do whatever you possibly can to keep the peace in your family. Life is too short to go around holding a grudge. It's too short to hold on to that anger and unforgiveness and bitterness. Stop putting off forgiving the people that have done you wrong. And stop putting off spending time with the people that you love. So often we take people for granted. Well, Joel, I am going to go see my parents when it slows down at the office or when my kids get through with baseball, or when I get a little bit more money. But you know, the Scripture says in Ecclesiastes, if you wait for all the conditions to be just right, you'll never get off a dead center. That's saying that there probably will never be a perfect time to do what God has put in your heart. You've got to make a decision that you're just going to put your foot down and do it anyway. And don't miss opportunities to be good to people. I'm convinced that God is always putting things in our heart that we can do for others. Be sensitive and don't put that off. For instance, maybe God leads you to give somebody a little money or to buy somebody's dinner. Well, just do it. Don't overanalyze it. Well, God, I think I need the money more than they do. Is this really you, God? I better pray about this for a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, that's an excuse we use so often. But what will happen is a couple of weeks go by and you'll forget all about it. God will have already met that person's need through somebody else, and you'll have missed out on that opportunity to be a blessing. I know so many times down in here, somebody's name comes up, and I just know I should go call them and encourage them. I feel so strongly about it, but I'm in the middle of watching the ball game. It's the fourth quarter, man. I can't go in there. I can't go write myself a note. I might miss something. How many times have I known what I should do, and I've said, yeah, God, I'm going to do that later. Maybe I'll call them tomorrow, or maybe even I'll invite them out to eat dinner next week. I had good intentions, but you know as well as I do, things get busy. We got other things to deal with, and we end up missing out on sowing that seed for a blessing. I've learned now, when that comes up, I've got to do it right then. If I can't get them on the phone, I'll leave a message on my voicemail at the office. Ask one of my assistants, hey, send these guys a note. Let them know we're thinking of them. See if there's anything we can do to help. Friends, we miss so many opportunities to be good to people simply because we procrastinate. And if every one of us would do what God has put in our heart for others, you can imagine what kind of world this place would be. Let me ask you, what are you putting off today? What areas is God dealing with you in? Are you putting off being good to people? Are you putting off taking steps to break that addiction? I know people that are always putting off being happy. Their attitude is, one day I'm going to start enjoying my life. Joel, as soon as I get out of these problems, then I'm going to be happy. Or as soon as I get that promotion, as soon as I retire, as soon as I get married, then I'm going to really enjoy my life. No, let me challenge you to start enjoying your life right where you are. Things may not be perfect. You may not have all the money that you want. Your kids may not all be making straight A's. But you need to get up and say with the psalmist David, this is the day the Lord has made and I'm going to enjoy it. Friends, you've got to learn to bloom right where you're planted. I love what the Apostle Paul said 
He said, I have learned how to be content in every situation. That means you've got to quit looking at what's wrong in your life and start looking at what's right. You need to quit complaining about what you don't have and let's start thanking God for what you do have. And every day that you live negative and unhappy is a day that you've wasted. And what a shame to waste what God has given us. Why don't you make a decision before you leave today that you're not going to live another minute being down and discouraged. Stop putting off your happiness and start enjoying your life. It's a decision that you can make. Some people are always putting off making peace with God. I can't think of any area worse to procrastinate in than this area. People tell me all the time, Joel, I know I need to get back in church. I know I need to start living right, making better choices, resisting this temptation. It's just not the right time. But one day you're going to see me in there. People tell me, Joel, as soon as I break all these addictions, as soon as I get rid of these bad habits, then I'll be there. But really, you've got it backwards. You've got to come to God just as you are, and He'll help you get your life cleaned up. Really, I don't believe that you can break those addictions without God's help. Well, you say, Joel, I'd get back in church, but somebody in the church hurt me. Growing up, man, that pastor, he did our family wrong. No, you've got to get your eyes off of people. People will let you down. People will fail you. Listen, I'm only human. I may disappoint you. I hope not. But I can tell you this, God will never disappoint you. He'll never let you down. And the only way that you're going to be ultimately happy in life is by making peace with the creator of the universe. The trick of the enemy is to tell you, do it tomorrow. You can do it some other time. You can do it after you get out of college, man. These are your party years. Do it later. No, don't believe those lies. The scripture says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we need to make changes in our life. I heard a little fictitious story about these three demons, and they were about to graduate from their training. They were taking their final exams. And so Satan came to the first one, and he said, what are you going to do to deceive people? And he said, Satan, I'm going to tell people that there's not a God. It's just a big thing that somebody made up. Satan shook his head and said, you're not going to have much success. Everybody's going to believe that there's a God. He went to the next one and he asked him, what's going to be your strategy to deceive? He said, Satan, I'm going to tell people that there's no heaven. There's no hell. This life is all there is. Satan again shook his head, said, you're not going to have much of an impact. Everybody's going to know there's more than just this life. He went to the third one a little bit disgusted, and he said, what's going to be your strategy to deceive? He said, Satan, I'm going to tell people that there's no hurry. They can do it later. Yes, God is real. Yes, he's a good God. He's got a good plan, but you can make the decision some other time. Satan smiled and said, you, my friend, are going to deceive millions. See, the trick of the enemy is to have us put it off. God, I'll clean up my life tomorrow. God, I'll forgive that person next week. God, I'm going to take that step of faith when it's a little more convenient. Oh, don't fall into that trap. The scripture says, now faith is. God is a God of the now. And whatever area he may be dealing with you in, do it right then. That's the only way you're going to experience his abundant life. And some of you today may wonder why you're not as happy as you should be. You know you should be more fulfilled. Well, it may be simply because you're not doing what you know you should be doing down in here. You keep pushing down what God is bringing up. And God will not force us to live in victory. He's given us all our own free will. We have to choose. And it's not a one-time choice. Every day you've got to choose to listen to your conscience, to be good to people, to resist that temptation. 
It's an ongoing process. I can tell you, human nature always wants to put it off, do it later. And that's what the story is all about there in the book of Haggai in chapter 1. God had spoken to these people about building the temple. But in verse 2 of chapter 1, the people said, The time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be rebuilt, even though Cyrus had ordered it 16 years earlier. Notice, 16 years before, God told them to do it, but they're still saying, it's not the right time. We'll do it later, God. We're just too busy. When they first put that off, I don't really believe they ever planned on putting it off for 16 years, but it just kept growing. Well, this is not a good year. It's not convenient. The next year rolled around. No, let's don't do it this year, man. I got too much going on. That's what we do so many times. We'll take care of it next month, but not right now. The next month rolls around. Oh, yeah, God, I'm going to deal with that, but let me do it a little bit later. And too often, just like these people, we look up and we put something off for a year, for five years, even 10 years. These people put it off for 16 years. And notice what happens when we procrastinate. The prophet Haggai said in verse 6, You have sown much, but you have reaped little. You have earned your wages, but you're putting them in a bag with holes in it. He said in verse 5, you need to consider your ways. If you're not happy today and you're working all the time, but you can't seem to get on top, you can't seem to get ahead, you need to consider your ways. When we put off what we know we should be doing, it's just like we're trying to fill up a bag that's got holes in it. The point of this story is do what God tells you to do right then. Don't make excuses. Don't look for a more convenient time. Just do it. I don't know, maybe you procrastinate in those small areas like I mentioned. You know, cleaning your house, mowing the lawn. You go around condemned. Don't make changes today. It's no use living like that. Just do it. If in your heart you know you're supposed to forgive somebody, quit contemplating it. Quit reasoning it all out and just do it. If you know you need to get on that exercise program, quit making excuses and just do it. Really, that's a good phrase we ought to always remember when God speaks to our heart. When we know it, right down in here in our conscience, our attitude should be, God, I'm going to just do it. And remember, good intentions, planning on doing it like these people, that's not obedience. You've got to do it right then. I believe even now God's speaking to some of you about areas you've been putting off, and I don't want any of you to take it as condemnation. That's God trying to take you to a higher level. And if you'll just do your part today and be quick to obey and don't fall into the procrastination trap, then you won't have a bag with holes in it. And God will do His part. He'll pour out His blessings in favor, and you'll experience the abundant life He has in store. Amen. We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.